wasn't until I was uh, there, but I had plenty of other things to listen to, including listening to AM radio and uh, the very early days of FM radio. So, you know, I'm, being a radio enthusiast means that you're interested in lots of different kinds of radio broadcasting, and that includes uh, listening to WPTF at, at a very early age, So, which uh, I've, I've listened to WPTF most of my life. And we, we, you have been doing this kind of program with us. I should give you a pedigree. I was made since about 1990 because uh, Chris Thompson and I used to do uh, this program. He was our weather guy, and you, you, occasionally I think you still see him on television. He's, uh, he's the weekend weather guy on Spectrum. On Spectrum, okay. Yeah. And one night you called up to answer a question that we couldn't answer, and I turned, uh, when you, you, you rung off, I, I turned to Chris and said, Rather than have that guy be in the audience, we ought to invite him to come up here and sit here with us and be one of our experts. And so, and well, one of the questions that we 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 entertained then or reminded people of is that, for instance, you said you listen to shortwave radio and to AM radio, and there are radio enthusiasts who listen to those stations just to log the station, you know, just to mm-hmm. say I heard this station or I heard this and this other station, and then there are other radio enthusiasts who listen to different stations to hear different kind of broadcast, you know, drama and uh, news and, and whatever. Uh, and uh, I think you, we usually call the first people DXers, don't we? we That's right. Anyway. And then and some it, people who like to listen to rock and roll from distant AM stations because they have the best disc jockeys heard anywhere. Yeah. And you, we all did that. In fact, who was it that you used to listen to? Cousin Brucey out of WABC in New York when you were a kid. And, I mean, there, there are a few others, too, but I mean, Cousin Brucey was the best. and um, He was, uh, so, you know, that's that's what being a radio enthusiast is about. And I, unfortunately, missed hearing, uh, although one of my favorite detective shows, I'm convinced I heard they had the radio on in my crib room, and I, I listened that, that was on because I the theme song, first time I ever heard it, I said, I've heard that theme song before. And it's kind of an eerie sort of, sort of thing, but I'm convinced that's what it was. And that's yours truly, Johnny Dollar. But, um, but you know, I, I started listening to radio when I was uh, probably uh, five or six years old and uh, eventually got to the point where they would let me tune it in myself every now and then. And, so well, you know, the same thing happened to me. In fact, my sixth birthday, uh, my present for my mother was she let me turn the radio on. She she was afraid I would drag it off the table, you know, onto the floor. And so she always had to turn it on so I could listen to The, the Lone Ranger, which was my favorite program in those days. And this yeah, was yeah you know, I, uh, I do have some envy that you you were able to hear those things. Now, what I, what I grew up with was I grew up with the start of television. I, I remember the day Channel 5 first came on the air, and I remember, you know, uh, we only only TV station we had was Channel 2 in Greensboro, and, uh, and I remember when Channel 11 came on. But, uh, you know, it, what would have been really, really neat is to have, like in, a, in the movie A Christmas Story, Ralphie was beside listening to Lulz with Annie, listening to the radio and, and doing this sort of thing. That would have been very enjoyable, but I never had the chance to do that. Uh, closest thing to that was watching Captain 5 on Channel 5. Uh, 
Uh, I remember, remember Carl Cardell, I think, was the guy. Well, his name was Herb Marks. Herb Marks. Bob Cardell wore two hats in Channel 5. He was the uh, Atlantic weatherman, and he also did championship wrestling. <laughs> right. Well, and something that, that makes this a sensible conversation is, as, as uh, the broadcast company segway, that's a good radio term, from radio, which was going to go down as television went up, more people would watch television. But the forms of the programs and the schedules on the early years of television, probably the first five to ten years, was was like radio with a picture. And that is, you and I talked today about the fact that I Love Lucy was actually a copy of a radio program called My Favorite Husband that, that Lucille Ball was already on. That's right. And, I mean, when you listen to that old radio show and you realize it was done before I Love Lucy and thought, wow, that's very similar format, except instead of uh, Desi Arnaz as uh, the husband, it was uh, Richard Denning, who most people probably remember him as the original Hawaii Five-O, Steve McGarrett's governor of Hawaii. Uh, he was the... Uh, the husband of uh, Lucille Ball on the original old radio show. And it's, it's the same sort of thing. Uh, they didn't have uh, the Mercedes, but they had a uh, they had a, a couple that happened to be the boss of uh, her husband, of Liz's husband. So, uh, you know, that's formulaic is, is the way it is in old radio shows. And there's some very, very good ones. And there's some that aren't quite as good, but I, it's a wonderful thing to have out there. I mean, all these years later, these these shows, people are listening to them, and they were broadcast for the first time in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. All right. Well, we're doing this tonight. We're going to a break now. I'm going to tease our listeners a little bit, but because uh, listeners have applied to me and said, Tom, why don't you discuss old-time radio again sometime? We've been doing this program a long time, and we're, we're bound to, and it's good to have repeats. And it isn't a repeat. It's just an extension of the old program. In fact, in the early days of this program, we had two hours, and now we only have an hour, and we may be doing a second hour just doing it at some remove. Uh, uh, but uh, in any event... Uh, it's always fun to talk about it. Oh, it, it is, and to remind people who may have listened to it, the ones that are, are thinking, you know, that uh, why, why don't they talk about uh, uh, some old-time radio programs. And when we come back, I want to talk for just a minute or two about the Jack Benny show because the the, the show that turned up on television, it, it had been on radio for many of 20, 20 or 25 years, but, but the show that turned up on television was basically the radio show, and they just put a camera out there. They didn't, they didn't change a whole lot of stuff. It, in fact, it... It was staged as if for a radio program. And uh, in any event, that's what we're talking about. It's old-time radio with Woody Seymour, our our radio. Uh, I hate to call anybody an expert, but he's pretty close to it. And I'm Tom Kearney, and this is the Tom Kearney Show, and we'll be back with more right after this.
to eastern and central North Carolina and, and further than that at night, uh, the programs of the NBC Red Network back uh, in, the, in the golden age of, of radio. And uh, uh, that's what we're talking about tonight. Woody, I want to say just a couple of words about Jack Benny, and then I want to see, as we said, you you have approached listening to old-time radio shows differently than I did, but it, but it's a perfectly valid way of approaching them. What your favorite programs to listen to were, so you, you know, get your breath and load your gun so you'll be ready to okay. talk. <laughs> the Jack Benny show was always one of my favorite shows, uh, and it, he was one of, of course, one of, of course, one of the great comedians, one of the people. I remember watching the Johnny Carson show one night, and, and Jack was on there, and he, and Carson said he had stolen most of his staff, his timing and the way he did things from Jack Benny and a man named Stan Wall, who you know is a part of the Wall and Hardy. They they were just had a particular way of being funny. But Jack Benny show was uh, the same people every week, and uh, essentially the same jokes. It's just the timing that changed them. And he had Rochester and Dennis Day and and Mary Livingston, who in in reality was his wife. And uh, sometimes they're run on, on retro TV stations, and if you get a chance to see the Jack Benny show, it would be good a good idea. It was on every Sunday night at 7. Yeah, that's, fact, that, that's the name of the, uh, the book that uh, Jack Benny's wrote. daughter wrote about him, Sunday nights uh, at 7. Right. was the name of the book about him. Uh, I, <clears throat> I approached Jack Benny a different way. I saw him on television first. And, of course, you know, when you when he was on radio, you couldn't see the fact that he might look away. That that was one of the funniest part about Jack Benny's humor was that he something would happen or somebody would make a, a crack at him or something, and he, he'd be looking away in the distance. And the way he did that was just a big part of his humor. It was timing. And some very famous people were on his program. Uh, Phil Harris, who was a well-known yeah. band director, and in particularly uh, Mel Blank, the voice, who was a voice voiceover actor, voice. I think they call him voice characterizations. He's the voice of Bugs Bunny and, uh, and right. all the all the Warner Brothers cartoons, for you, instance. You know, one of the really best gags, of course. You know, the famous one was about <clears throat> a robber approaching him and, and yeah. uh, saying, "Your money or your life." And there's a pause and. And the robber said, did you hear what I said? Your money or your life? And Jack Benny said, I'm thinking. You know, he was very, very tight. That was one of the big sticks. Also, Christmas shopping. Every year they had a special program, a little bit different every year. And he would uh, buy a present and drive the, drive the, uh, the person wrapping the package crazy. I mean, it was just. That was usually Mel Blank, by the way, who, who did Mel that. Mel Blank, and then Ronald Coleman was a next-door neighbor, and he was just absolutely, I mean, he, he was a great actor, and he was a next-door neighbor, and to hear him and Jack Benny go at each other was really, if you ever hear one of those episodes, you'll you really appreciate the Jack Benny show on radio. And he was Jack Benny's real next-door neighbor, too. He was his real next-door neighbor, and... I mean, a classy actor, you know, with right. kind of a Shakespearean-type actor, and right next door to Jack Benny, and Jack Benny drew, drove him really batty. <laughs> so I, some of my favorite ones of the TV programs that, that you can hope to see if you run across one on a retro channel is he had Jimmy Stewart on with him one night. They were for friends, and also Raymond Burr, who had, was 
had just become famous as Perry Mason. Yeah. And uh, and it, it was really kind of interesting to see, to, to actually see them. But, but Jack, it, it was all timing, like you said, in the, the skit over your money or your life. He would just wait, wait for the laugh, and it, it would come. Yeah, I mean, it, the timing was superb. So that's the best comedy. I, you know, the comedy, Fibber McGee and Molly is a, is a, a long-running comedy show, and that's one that's special for me because that's the first time I actually had the opportunity to hear old-time radio as it was broadcast, except what it was was after Fibber McGee and Molly's show uh, sort of began to run out of time in the 50s, they continued to be heard on monitor on the NBC network and on WPTF. And that's where I first heard some old radio show type people was like on, um, you know, monitor and, and shows like that. But uh, well, let, let me let me say maybe you and I can do this together. Let's see. I got to tell you, we've got about uh, two and a half minutes until we have to break for the news, and I think that's time to cover it. But what monitor was because in the days when television was beginning to 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 take over from radio. NBC, for instance, tried to come up with new ideas, and what they came up with was a programming idea where a, a, a program called Monitor, there was all kinds of things. It was news, it was comedy routines, it was broadcasts of Fibber McGee and Molly, uh, whatever, uh, would, would be on the weekends. I'm not sure what, I think they started like at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning, and it went all day, and all day on Sunday, and it had all kinds of uh, uh, different programming that, that were, were brought together, and it was hosted by people like Bill Cullen and uh, 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 Gene Rayburn. Gene Rayburn, that's, that's exactly the guy I was trying to think of. Yep. I could yep. see Gene Rayburn, but uh, it had all, all kinds of hosts. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, Woody, I don't know, you wouldn't have remembered this, but uh, they got to where they would choose one of their affiliates to honor each weekend, and one, one weekend it was WPTF in Raleigh. And what, what they did was they interviewed a woman named Ann Jeffries, who was an actress, uh, and uh, and she lived in New York, and she lived in a pink apartment. But Ann Jeffries is from Goldsboro, and uh, that was the connection to WPTF. And she and her husband, Robert Sterling, were, were the, the couple on a program called Topper. I don't know if you remember that program. Well, I used to watch it, and, and actually uh, TCM has had the uh, Topper movie on from time to time. Right. The, 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 the television program, in fact, was a copy of the, the movie. The movie was so popular. had a different cast, but uh, uh, they, they played the young couple who had been killed in an automobile accident, but uh, the only person that could see them was, was Topper there. I'm not sure if he was their landlord or what, but uh, it was a, an entertaining and funny show. But uh, they tried to... Con- comedic, comedic ghost. Comedic and... And they had a, a St. Bernard who, who stayed drunk all the time. And so yeah. But that's a way of, they, they were trying to preserve uh, radio and keep it alive. We need to stop now. We need to check the news on the half hour. That's one of the things that we do, and we try to keep you aware of what's going on on WPTF. Woody Seymour is our guest tonight. We're talking about old-time radio, and we'll be back. 934 at WPTF Radio in Raleigh, AM 680, FM 98.5. Tom Kearney on the Tom Kearney Show, and this is the point at the halfway mark of our show where we usually do a little promoing. And uh, I was just telling 
John's daughter, whose wife is a school teacher. Uh, this is, I think, National School Teachers Week or month, or I'm not sure exactly the length, but uh, we're going to have our nostalgia program on Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night, and it's going to be, as usual, open phone. And, and uh, what I'm asking you to do, and we, we did this not too long ago as a kind of warm-up, is to call and uh, pay homage to a teacher that you might have had who inspired you, who you liked, whatever, who was good for you, uh, and uh, tell your story. So the, the phones will be open, and we'll be here waiting to talk to you tomorrow night on WPTF. Rod Gonski, our weather guy, is going to be with us on Thursday night. You know, hurricane season comes around about June 1st, and we'll be interested to see what he thinks about the coming season. And uh, Friday night, of course, will be Friday night trivia. But tonight, Woody Seymour, our radio expert, is with us. We've just about done the job on reminding you of the great radio program and career of Jack Benny. And uh, Woody, uh, you liked other kinds of programs. We've talked about comedy programs, and uh, you liked yeah, other we, kinds of programs. Yeah, I what, you liked. What, one final comedy program was the Great Gilchrist League, which was. Oh, uh, yes. Oh, yes. It was, uh, I guess, uh, uh, he was originally on Fibber McGee and Molly. It was a neighbor. And uh, you just have to listen to the guy's voice, especially Harold Perry. Now, when he yeah. when he left the show, they they got somebody named Willard Waterman that sounded just like him, but Harold Perry is really he's just fantastic. But well, he has a laugh. If you ever hear it, you will not you know, you will know that it's him. You won't be. Uh, and, and he and Fibber uh, McGee would just really get in arguments with each other. And so you know that that was the beauty of of, of radio, the theater of the mind. Oh, old time radio is the theater of the mind, and it just. You have to use your imagination to imagine what these folks look like. They could never construct a set. There used to be a PSA for radio that that, that uh, had an airplane flying over the Grand Canyon that had been filled with whipped cream or something like that. And yep. the, the whole point the guy said is that in your mind you visualize that and you see that, but they would never create a thing on television that was as, as impressive or as elegant as what you can imagine in your own mind. And, that's the wonderful thing, again. That's why, Woody, I always maintain, and I will till I die, that The Lone Ranger is a radio program. It is not yeah. a movie. It is not a TV program. They, you, cannot, you cannot make stuff as good as I've imagined about The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Well, you know, uh, I experienced The Lone Ranger three ways. Radio program, a black and white television program, and a color television program. And the color program is nice. But, you know, I think the radio show is, is the best. That's my favorite. Well, The Lone Ranger was on from uh, 1933, I think, to 1955. And what is interesting, a little bit of, you know, I love trivia, is that four radio stations that uh, were independent, 50,000-watt radio stations in Schenectady, New York, and Chicago, and New York, and I think in... It would have to be Detroit because that's where where the Lone Ranger it came Detroit. from. And, and uh, they they bound themselves together and called themselves the Mutual. Pardon me. One WGN or was it? it was I think it was WGN, WOR, WGY, which is connected to right. and uh, WXYZ in Detroit. And right. they called themselves the Mutual Broadcasting System, and it 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 lasted into the 1980s, uh, long after the Lone Ranger had gone off. But they they were the network was constructed to to propagate the, the Lone Ranger, to put make sure the signal 
shout out. Well, we should mention that there were four radio networks, NBC, ABC, and CBS. ABC didn't actually come into existence until 1943 because there were two NBC networks for a long time. But the government uh, forced uh, NBC to divest themselves Mm -hmm. of one of the networks, and it turned into ABC. And, uh, and but uh, you, I was going to say, I know you liked radio drama, uh, and sometimes a particular kind of radio drama, and some, and there were a lot of dramas that were on, like the Lux Radio Theater, that really prominent actors, you know, Cary Grant and people like that, uh, Lawrence Olivier, were on on radio because radio was the, the top of the stack. That's that was the most influential kind of electronic medium until television came along. That's right, um, and. The thing I remember, or, or, or remember, I listened to these shows. The shows in the '30s used an awful lot of uh, symphony orchestras for the uh, background, and and they weren't quite as. I mean, they were different from the shows in the '40s, were a little bit more polished. Shows in the '50s, they weren't quite spending quite as much money on it because the money was going to television. So really, you know, you got four. Three different uh, decades, and, and the program sounded a little bit differently. Um, and I know that uh, one sh one program, The Shadow, which is uh, the program that Orson Welles was uh, was in, he was he was an early shadow. And Orson Welles was a very very well known old radio show person, who's one of his best efforts was on the Mercury Theater of the Air. He did a, The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells in 1938 on Halloween. And it scared people on the East Coast because they thought a real Martian invasion was going to take place. And if you ever get a chance, I used to have a tradition to listen to that program every Halloween night. And I've kind of gotten away from it now, but uh, it's a great show if you ever listen to it. They've even made documentary television programs that show, yeah. you know, how they put the show together and what the influence of, of it was. This was, that was Halloween in 1938, I believe. I think you said uh, it was. It was. It was actually October the 30th, 1938 was the time it was on, and a lot of people uh, thought it was uh, for real, and uh, so it that shows you the influence that. Radio back in those days, and that's one of my favorites. And then, well, uh, you and I are talking about old time radio, which is sort of what we're doing freelance right now. Yep. Uh, brought up something that my sister and I used to do, and my mother was not, was very permissive, but she was never. And I, I think both of us turned out all right. Uh, but uh, uh, we like to listen to what we call scary programs, and mm -hmm. uh, you, I've had forgotten the name of them today when you and I were talking, but it was the Inner Sanctum. And that was the one with what we call the creaking door. You know, it sounded it was a door that needed some oil. <laughs> but yeah, and that that's a program that had to deal with people's guilty consciences. And right. and it, it it's really the the host of it was a guy named Raymond, for the most part, and he had this uh, diabolical uh, voice and laugh. And, and that was a, one of the good shows. That that's the one that. Um, um, it's, it's one of the most distinctive old, old radio shows. My favorite horror show was called Lights Out, and that was one where they got really, it really put your imagination to work, and 
quite uh, gruesome sounding shows as far as, you know, using your imagination. And that was uh, one of my favorites, Lights Out. Well, you know, the fun part of that was to sit. Uh, in those days, the radio dials had light on them, you know, so you could tune them in the dark and so on. They were big, big old things. And uh, our extended family, that is my grandparents and my parents and my sister and I, used to sit in the kitchen, one of the few warm rooms in the house, and do that famous thing that people always laugh about. We watched the radio. And, and as the lights went down, you would just watch the, you know, the kind of, the light on the the, uh, the the dial, and some of the old radios had what you call. You, have you ever had a radio with a tuning eye on it, Woody? Uh, yes. A green thing that you, it sort of tells you when you have it right on the station, mm-hmm. and so on. But we would used to listen to the Inner Sanctum and uh, Tales from the Crypt and Lights Out. And, uh, My best uh, shortwave radio that I I had was a Drake brand and. It had the lighted dial, and it just made it, if you're in like a, a dark room, tuning the radio dial, that's something really special about that. And oh, I, yeah. It's, it's just so, it makes you kind of romantic. You know, you it is, and it's just, uh, it's just very, very, it adds to the uh, the use of your imagination further. But, um, there's, you know, as, as far as there's other uh, types of old radio shows out there. Uh, we talked about the uh, uh, drama, and I, I think the inner inner sanctum is both drama and horror. But there was also one called suspense that had uh, a lot of well-known uh, Hollywood stars on it. And uh, you know, it, it's like I we talk about Lucille Ball. She was she was in a serious uh, role as someone, you know, about about to be murdered or something like that. Um, so there were shows like this, and my favorite drama series was called Escape. It's really kind of an adventure series, but some of the best adventure uh, stories were, were told. And there's William Conrad, who people know as, the mustachioed guy that was in Canon, and he was he was a, a big part of that show. And there was just great, great suspenseful episodes. Uh, one of my favorites. I'll listen to one any time I have a chance. It wasn't that an episode. I think we got the right program. I was trying to, and you've just jogged my brain. And I think William Conrad may have been the actor in it, but it, and it may have been Escape, but. Where there's a bad guy and he's on an island and he's on and all the the rodents on the island are trying to get him and he goes up in a in a uh, in the lighthouse and they follow him. And, uh, yeah, it's called it's called uh, Three Skeleton Key, uh-huh. and he's he's actually uh, in the lighthouse and a, a a derelict ship floats and comes ashore on the island and he realizes that the uh, it's loaded with ravenous rats, and so he has to go and protect himself at the top of a lighthouse. And there's another show from that series that's one of my favorites called Lineingen versus the Ants. And I actually read that as a book when I was in in grade school, but uh, that's a wonderful old radio show where uh, ants, you know, in Brazil or somewhere like that, 
came across, and they they were trying. Ar- to... Army ants, I remember. Yeah. Yep. And Tell me the name of the show again. Yeah, you know, there's there's just all kinds of shows. Uh, um, I remember Three Skeleton Key. Vincent Price was a version of that. He was the person up in the White House, so that was good. Uh, Talking about old time radio, we need to take a break. Woody Seymour is our guest tonight, reminiscing about some of the programs that he's enjoyed, and I get to give it a little bit and, and, and deal with a, a few that that I have enjoyed. In fact, when we come back. We might talk for a minute about whatever you want to talk about, Woody, but I want to nominate one thing for me, and that is some late radio shows, like uh, about the time that television was taking over, a new show on radio was a show called Gunsmoke, mm-hmm. and William Conrad was mixed up in that. We'll talk about that right after this. It's level on your car radio. If you set the buttons right, and you can be ready to tune in for news, weather, traffic, one of the best things that WPTF does is their traffic. Mike Davis and his associates can be recommended to you. But tonight we have a guest, and his name is Woody Seymour. He's a longtime listener. He lives in uh, Sanford, North Carolina. And uh, yeah, and you know, you know, Tom, I, I use the traffic to get me to ball games without being delayed. So. <laughs> well, I, I periodically. For instance, I had to do it Monday. I, my dentist is in Chapel Hill, and and I, I, that, I that's when I really realized what, whether I should be on I-440 or I-40 or, or 54. Sometimes I go on 54, which is the old road, as you know, and uh, and uh, because there's just too much traffic and too many wrecks. But the way you find out about that is listening to the traffic. And, uh, yeah. So I think it's one of the most valuable services. I mentioned a radio program. Yep. Because it was one of my favorites, and I thought it would be something about it that you liked. You know, Gunsmoke Smoke uh, yeah. was my fav- my grandmother's favorite television program. And oh. I'll say this for Gunsmoke. It was on television for so many years that I actually prefer listening to the radio shows. Because what Gunsmoke was on radio was it was an adult drama where... It wasn't just cowboys uh, trying to kill bad men, you know, and stuff like that. The real serious, deep adult-type problems that took place in, in those, and they were mainly, I guess, in the in the 50s when shows like that were, were on. And the TV show, um, it's a good TV show, and it's certainly popular. But it went on 20 years. I think they're... Something like 630 episodes. I know. I know. I mean, they they kept on, people kept on watching them. And, of course, James Arness was really good. But William Conrad was the uh, radio uh, Matt Dillon. And Floyd the Barber was uh, Doc. I'm trying to think of his name. Now, you're supposed to know his Howard name. Howard McNear. Howard McNear was Doc. And Polly Bear, the, 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 the mayor, was uh, played Chester. Stoner, and his name is uh, Harley Bear. Polly, P-A-R. P-A-R-L-E-Y, Polly right. Bear. He was the guy in the Keebler Elf commercial. Uh, yes. Keebler Elf commercials, too. Yeah. I always and, liked him. And, and he, Georgia uh, Gibbs, just so she did, she wasn't as famous, but she played Miss Kitty. And, and you said it was an adult radio program, and I guess uh, uh, we all sort of knew what Miss Kitty was up to. Uh, and uh, so she ran a saloon. 
And you know, I, I have I have to say say this before our show's over, and that is, if you watch Perry Mason, uh, Tom's a real big fan of Perry Mason, and I am too. I've been watching him a lot lately. A lot of these old radio show stars are on Perry Mason. They're sitting out in the audience, and they're the ones that are the potential murderer, you know, in that. And Polly Bear is, you know, he's in the He's in three or four of them, as a matter of fact. I don't know. uh, I think maybe, well, the guy who played Floyd, I can't remember his name. uh, Polly Bear. But you see a lot of actors, and in, 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 in my brother Stephen always got mad with me because I could relate every actor. It was kind of like mm-hmm. Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. Yep. I could relate every actor to somebody who was on. Uh, Leonard Nimoy is, of course, on one of the Perry Mason episodes, and Robert Redford's on one of them. And, Robert and, Re- Redford is on one, and uh, Burt Reynolds is on one. and I mean, it's it just a... You know, but that one thing I've noticed in watching a lot of Perry Mason lately during the pandemic was how many old radio show people are are on that. And Raymond Burr worked with a lot of them because he was he was uh, you know on old radio shows too. Uh, he, he was a he pretty was, good good radio actor. Well, Woody, we're going to have to stop. You know how radio is. You've tuned in. Uh, enough to know that when the when the time comes, what they used to say is that the clock on the wall tells us the clock on the is. wall, and we're uh, Tom and I've been sitting on the back back screened-in porch just uh, talking listen, for the last hour. Listen to the radio. Well, we're going to stop right here. I want to thank you. I'm going to call you a little in a, in a few minutes. And, okay. And and so on. But thank you for being on with us tonight. Well, it's my, just, my pleasure. I enjoyed it. And I have just a moment to preview the fact that tomorrow night. We're going to have a nostalgia night, and we're going to ask you to call in and tell us about your favorite school teachers.